is a god of the game. It's experiment time. No more six ball overs in cricket. A race to determine the pole position in F1 and kick-ins instead of throw-ins in football. Yes, the world of sports is evolving and so do sports charcha as we take a closer look at these formats and take a mini break from football. Are Bucks going to break the duck after half a century and will I be able to pronounce Giannis Antetokounmpo? Antetokounmpo, you know what? Let's find out. No football, no problem. Because we are not just football charcha, we are sports charcha. A lot of sporting action happened during this weekend. We had F1, we had cricket, we had NBA and we had some football transfers. So we will talk all that in a yet another episode. And to do that, as usual, we always have our friend Ishan with us. Hi guys, hope you're all well. Yeah, as Bala said... We're gonna. We're excited to talk to you about other sports other than football, and yeah, let's start it off with Formula One. Yes, Formula One. Actually, this weekend was a very significant day in the history of F1. We were actually introduced to a new system of qualifiers. It's called the sprint. So, Ishan, what is this sprint? So, sprint is basically the FIA, which is basically the equivalent of FIFA. The Formula One associations attempt to make uh, every race day. So a normal race day for people, fans who are buying a ticket is three days long. It starts on a Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, the thing is that the Friday is just a mere practice. Not too much drama goes on because it's just about, you know, the drivers and constructors testing out their vehicles for the race day. But what they've done and they have introduced this for three races this season is where they are making every race day interesting for the fans and it also matters in terms of the championship title for the drivers as well as the constructors so how does it go so they start all the drivers will cars will start off with a regular practice on friday and then they will have a qualifying session like they normally would on a saturday no change in format but it'll they'll have it on a friday that will determine the sprint qualifying on a saturday so Saturday morning, which you normally, as I said, used to have a normal qualifying session, will now actually be in a way a race day where they again start off the day with a 60-minute practice session. And then they go into something called a 100-kilometer sprint, which is an actual race. The practice from the qualifying from the Friday will determine the starting grid for this sprint. And it will be 100 kilometers. Whatever the teams place, that will be their starting grid positions for the final race on Sunday. Now, for the drivers as well as the constructors, this sprint qualifying is not irrelevant. There are championship points at stake. If you come first in the sprint qualifying, you get three points towards your driver's title as well as the constructor's title. So what they've done is they're trying to make changes in the format to make every race day count because... As we know, because of COVID, a lot of you know fans who are make, taking the risk in quotations to make it and show up for a race day, they need to get a little bit more of a bang for their buck. So the, what they're doing is they're incentivizing by adding more drama for the fans via this. It's pretty interesting. It was quite like I actually for the first time went through all you know Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, and watched all of those sessions because there was something at stake. So I think this model can work. And what a race it was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for you guys who, you know, watch Formula One, uh, I've been gunning for Verstappen this season just for a change. I'm not a Red Bull fan. I'm a Ferrari fan, but Ferrari is irrelevant. 
and uh, the race started off amazingly with Verstappen in the lead, and there's one. The first turn in Silverstone is the fastest turn in Formula One through all the race tracks. All circuits is the fastest. You're basically making a turn at about 200 kilometers an hour, and Hamilton, I don't know, deliberately or not, nudged uh, Verstappen into the gravel. And it was a very, if you see the highlights, it's a really dangerous crash. He missed the cement holding by about two, three inches. I don't, I, I hate to think what would have happened if that would have happened. But he banged against the tire and he was out of the race. Hamilton won the race. But the more important part and the controversy that has come out of this is the way he celebrated after winning. Verstappen was very vocal about how he felt that that was very disrespectful. And I agree to a certain extent. But hey, there were certain penalties that Hamilton got, which is I feel unfair. He got a 10-second penalty. And he was third by about two laps to go. And he did. And he, like, I think only Hamilton could do it because, you know, you hate him or love him. He's the best driver there is, right? He came out and actually came, came first after having a 10-second penalty. That's almost unheard of. And he got it. So the podium places were Hamilton first, uh, Leclerc from Ferrari, which is amazing. Great performance for a Ferrari in second and Bottas. So great weekend for Mercedes who were really falling off the track from Red Bull in the last couple of races. And, you know, Red Bull actually registered no points. So they are about two, three points behind Red Bull now in the constructors as well as the drivers championship. So yeah, quick summary of the race weekend. Yeah, the standings are in a very tight position right now. Verstappen was about to take off from this race and extend his lead position on top. But thanks to that uh, unfortunate incident, Hamilton is now 8 points behind Verstappen. Like He's 185 Verstappen and Hamilton is at 177. And even the Constructors' Championship are very close. Mercedes is just 4 points behind Red Bull. And it's getting hotter and hotter. And thanks to this controversy, now there is personal agenda also behind all this. Even I saw the I saw the sprint. I didn't see the race. Uh, but I saw the sprint and I thought, okay, Verstappen is clearly getting into the pole position and he should be fine. But then I saw the update on Twitter within within a minute or two after the, the race started that Verstappen is out. But yeah, thankfully, Verstappen was taken to the hospital, but thankfully nothing has happened. Uh, he he had no injuries. He's fine. He's all good. He's all set to start the next race, which is on 1st August, the Hungarian Grand Prix. As we have been talking about this for the last two, three episodes, we have been giving hints to all our listeners that this F1 season has been extremely close. And for the first time, we are seeing someone other than Hamilton who is gunning for the top. So, Great race, a great season and a lot more to come. So, totally looking forward to it. Hopefully, it will go down the wire and we are all in for a great season. Great. Yeah, and just a, just a tip for all the all you listeners who might still not be so interested in Formula 1. I would highly recommend you guys to watch Drive to Survive on Netflix. Uh, I know a lot of my friends who suddenly became diehard F1 fans after watching that show because it's really, you know, the, you know, behind the scenes of what goes on in the F1 season. It's dramatic, it's controversial, and it's like a proper Game of Thrones, but real. So check it out, and I'm sure you guys will also become fans of Formula 1. So yeah. Great. So now the reason why I wasn't watching F1 was because I was watching cricket during the weekend. In fact, there were two games. Let's talk about the first game. 
the indian odi team i mean we have to call them as indian odi team because it's an indian test team who were ready to play their test games against england in in england but there is this indian odi team which went to sri lanka to play three odis and three t20s they started their two with the first odi this team is actually led by shikhar dhawan coached by the one and only rahul dravid and they comfortably defeated sri lanka by seven wickets there were two debutants for india ishan kishan and uh, surya kumar yadav both of them impressed really well but this was a no contest and and to be very honest i saw the sri lankan lineup i could only recognize three or four names other six or seven i, I haven't even seen them before that's quite a lot three <laughs> or four names i'm pretty impressed but bala tell me you're the cricket trivia guy is this Uh, unprecedented where there is almost a likelihood of two indian teams playing simultaneously so it happened Has it ever happened before it happened once but it wasn't an uh, icc recognized international tournament so way back in i think 96 or 97 or 98 yeah it's actually 1998 you remember these uh, toronto cups the sahara cup india and pakistan yes. used to play in toronto yeah. so at the same time uh, Commonwealth Commonwealth Games were happening in uh, in Malaysia, so that was the first time they tried cricket in Commonwealth Games. So Indian uh, the BCCI or the Indian government sent their best team to play the Commonwealth Games, like Sachin, Azhar, Jadeja, you know, quote unquote, the big players during the uh, late nineties. They were playing in the Commonwealth Games, and India sent like a second string team to uh, to play against Pakistan in the Sahara Cup. So. in my memory that was the that was the only time that happened where we had two different teams playing two different tournaments but this is the probably the first time so, where this is an officially like icc event almost happening simultaneously yes yes and and to be honest the the depth of indian talent that we have in odi in t20 is enormous we could see that on the ground like the the way our batsman played prithvi shaw for all the talent he has is so good to watch but still he gets out playing those really stupid shots he needs to sort of control his his back lift and his shots i don't know i mean there's a great talent but he gets he 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 keeps throwing away his wicket which is a little disappointing to watch but i i have a larger question and i think a lot of people have been asking this do you see this as the future of cricket where you know just to maximize revenue opportunities we're having you know odi t20 tests and you see every country now every cricketing board looking at the bcci model and you know having multiple tournaments happening at the same time uh in different formats well the problem is only very few countries slash boards can do this because the talent is available in let's say england has a great talent we saw we'll talk about their games against pakistan in a short while but england they have they can they can put two different teams they have that much talent uh in their in their uh, country and then you can probably think of australia maybe new zealand see at this point of time at least the longer format of the game these are the only four countries who are dominating uh the likes of pakistan sri lanka well west indies can put three different t20 teams but i'm not sure <laughs> they can put an odi team and a t20 team separately but yeah as you said it is a model that the big four or big three are looking into but it will take a while for the other boards to pick up basically you need a lot of talent not much are available right now at least for the longer format of the game maybe t20 yes but odi and test i'm not very sure god yeah great 
फॉर इंडिया क्विक पॉइंटर्स कुलदीप यादव कुलदीप पिक टू विकेट्स क्रुणाल पांड्या बोल रेली वेल टेन ओवर्स ट्वेंटी सिक्स रन बट या बैटिंग वॉज ऑब्वियसली द स्टीलर ईशान किशन स्कोर्ड एन इम्प्रेसिव फिफ्टी ऑन डेबू धवन स्टेट टिल द एंड 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 स्कोर एन एटी सिक्स नॉट आउट सो फेली एन इजी गेम फॉर इंडिया सेकेंड गेम इज हैपनिंग टुमोरो एज यूजल वी आर रिकॉर्डिंग दिस ऑन अ मंडे नाइट नाइनटींथ जुलाई सो टुमोरो दिस अ सेकेंड गेम होपफुली इंडिया विल रैप अप द सीरीज टुमोरो नाउ मूविंग ऑन टू द सेकेंड क्रिकेट गेम दैट हैपन ओवर द वीकेंड विच इज द इंग्लैंड वर्सेज पाकिस्तान गेम विच इज अ टी ट्वेंटी गेम द सेकेंड टी ट्वेंटी गेम द फर्स्ट वन पाकिस्तान वन बाई थर्टी वन रन एंड बिफोर दिस दे प्लेड एन ओडीआई सीरीज विच इंग्लैंड वाइट वॉश पाकिस्तान थ्री नल एंड इंग्लैंड प्लेड अ सेकेंड स्ट्रिंग टीम ड्यू टू कोविड मोस्ट ऑफ द फर्स्ट टीम प्लेयर्स वेर आइसोलेटेड सो दे हैड टू प्ले अ सेकेंड स्ट्रिंग टीम अंडर द कैप्टनसी ऑफ बेन स्टोक्स एंड दे एब्सोल्यूटली bulldozed pakistan but pakistan came back really well in the t20 they have really good t20 talent yeah. i mean if you see the pakistan team uh like some someone, someone like fakhar zaman doesn't open he plays in four or five mohammad afis the the kelini and bonucci of pakistan cricket is still playing yeah. and he's still scoring he's still doing well so it was good to see pakistan at least the t20 format they are doing really well but england the kind of talent they are getting have you heard of this liam livingstone guy before this is the first time i i saw him the first yes. t20 yes i i've seen him because he he used to play the t20 tournaments uh, in for for the in english in england as well i think he had a season in uh, the bbl as well oh okay i haven't seen him in ipl i don't think he has ever played in ipl no I, but no, i no. think right now the ipl teams are looking at yesterday he scored a six of i think it was uh, it was harris soil my god the ball went out of the ground man it was one of the longest six biggest six you'll ever see it was an incredible shot i mean they have but you but it's staggering it's staggering how england have become such a strong force in cricket in all formats yeah. because we've known england and both of us in the say the 90s early 2000s right england was like the irrelevant team that had a couple of good players who had great moments right uh, and but now they are just a force to be reckoned with yeah. and most of them were not even born in england they were born in either south africa or zimbabwe they didn't get a chance there they come and play yeah, that's true you remember graham hick he was like the the biggest player in for england for a very long time it took a while for them to start uh, producing talent but right now they have really i mean they have an amazing t20 talent i mean this the t20 world cup that's going to start in september it's going to be a great tournament england i'll ask you i'll ask you a trivia question name me six players from the england squad in the 96 world cup oh 96 world cup okay Easy. let's go alex stewart um uh, michael atterton Uh, Graham Hick, uh, who else was there? Graham Thorpe. Um, did Neil Fairbrother played till that time? Maybe yeah. Yes, I was looking for that <laughs> name only. Neil, because I shook Neil Fairbrother's hand. Oh, in the in England versus New Zealand game in Motera in Ahmedabad oh, in '96. That was the first game. That was the opening game of that World Cup. I remember. Yeah, that was my first ever cricket game, and uh, Nathan Astle, I remember, scored a yes. century, and my dad got pickpocketed. Oh, <laughs> oh! India. So I remember it for a very different reasons. <laughs> yeah, India hasn't changed at all. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So that's about it for England, Pakistan, and the cricket part. Now 
moving on to the big finals that's happening in US, the NBA finals. I have to say that I saw the fourth game. It's between Suns and Bucks. We spoke about it a little during the last episode. Uh, yeah. When we spoke during the last episode, three games were done. Uh, Suns were leading 2-1. But I was watching the fourth yeah. game until the fourth quarter, the last five minutes, before last five minutes, Suns were leading. But I think during the last five, six minutes, Bucks came back so strong and they took that game 2-2. And the fifth game, I could Did you watch. see Giannis's block? Yeah. Did you see Giannis's yeah. block? Yeah, yeah. It was brilliant. It was great, man. It was. It was guys are going to make Bala one day say Antenta Kumpo properly. <laughs> no. Can you say it now? Antenta Kumpo. But I, I would, I will stick with Giannis. Giannis oh. is easier. So. <laughs> <laughs> but but actually, this is great because this is the first finals you're watching, and it's turning out to be a classic. Yeah. And you said the fifth game, if you can tell our listeners about the fifth game. I saw it this morning. It, it happened this morning, right? Yeah, I saw it. I saw the highlights because it's really early in the morning. Yeah. And obviously, the for everyone who doesn't know, Bucks won it. They're now leading the series 3-2. Yeah. Uh, so, they're one game away from the NBA title for the first time in 35, 31 years, I think. Yeah. Uh, and... Meaning, it's going to be a really tall effort for Phoenix to come back because now Giannis uh, is on a, playing on another level. He is now he's almost guaranteed a Finals MVP title, but you know he's unstoppable. Like Bala, you've seen him play now. Yeah. Like you literally, you cannot mark him. Yeah, he's very good. He's really so, good. There is a there is a video for you guys if you are you know if you are on YouTube. He takes. He can take three steps towards the basket from the halfway line, and dunk it. Now, if if a human can do that, meaning he just needs three three or four steps to get from the halfway to the basket, he can do anything. Yeah. So, it was a great game. Uh, fifth game I missed. I'm pretty sure I'm going to watch the sixth game, which is uh, Wednesday morning, six thirty a.m. Indian time. Yeah, it's a little tough for Indians to yeah. wake up early morning, but I'll do. Because I have no job. I can do that. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great, uh, it's a great finals. I mean, for, for after a very long time, we are seeing new names in the finals. At least, not only. I mean, we, we we spoke about this for the first time. What in ten years or something? Yeah. There is a team without LeBron James playing the finals. So yeah, that in itself is a is a is a great thing to watch. So yeah, but all, LeBron had to steal the attention. Nah, <laughs> he had to steal attention. He he had. He watched this final game and he, you know, Space Jam 2 released. <laughs> so now everyone's still talking about LeBron James. <laughs> Great. So yeah, I'm totally looking forward to the sixth game. I'm, I mean, I, 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 I don't follow neither Bucks or Suns, but I want Suns to win because I want the the finals to go to the last game. Uh, so that should be great for all the yeah. fans. Great. Now we let's quickly talk about. The cricket's new baby. Starting 21st July, we are going to have this new format of cricket called the 100. Uh, we have talked a lot about this. Mala, please explain this. I, please explain this format. Just explain it in under 60 seconds. Come okay, that's, that's going to be very tough. So, okay, okay, so you have 100 balls. So there's not going to be overs. So you're going to be, there's going to be five. There are going to be five balls uh, for a bowler, set of deliveries that can bowl, and then a bowler can bowl five deliveries, two sets of five, uh, from uh, from 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 two two ends, two ends, and then uh, 
Oh my god, there are a lot of things, but I don't know how to put it in this thing. Okay, there'll be a power play, 25 okay, balls fine. power play. Okay, fine. <laughs> don't say 60 second, just explain it Aram Sena. Shit, this guy gets stressed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me do it slowly for you guys. Uh first yeah. is you are there's a shift between counting overs to balls. So then at the end of five deliveries, umpire will call five. and then with two sets of five being bowled from each each end before changing and then they say a white card will be held up after the first set of five i don't know what that white card is going to do i mean this is all new to us we also have to watch and understand how this is going to turn up now the power play it's going to be the first 25 balls of a 100 bowling so 1/4 of the game it's going to be power play and then the fielding team fielding team can take a two minute strategic time out at any point after the first after the power play uh and then one other uh rule changes if there is a caught dismissal and if the players cross over that doesn't count so a, a striker has to take the strike or the new player has to take the strike a non striker can't take the strike because he just crossed over so that is one so basically if somebody is caught on the boundary and they have crossed it doesn't matter the new batsman will always be on strike yes and then during league games or not in the eliminators during league games there can be a tie one point each but during eliminators it will be like a super five so like how you have super over you will have super fives and if that also gets tied they'll do another super five and then if that also gets tied then whoever finished on top in the league uh gets becomes the winner but do do batsmen have to retire after a certain score or it doesn't matter no there is no concept there there's no retiring on 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 that thing so these okay. are the new changes so we'll have to watch we'll have to see how this turns out it's starting on 21st july we'll see we'll see how this turns out how how people accept it and consume it we'll we'll have to wait and watch and this is happening in england again so yeah like t20 this is yeah. another new format of cricket but talking about new formats football is also trying out a new format there is a new fifa uh, youth tournament happening in uh, netherlands right now where they have introduced five new set of rules one is you have two 30 minute halves and then there is a stopwatch and the watch stops every time the ball goes out of play and then there is basically like hockey field less, hockey yes that is field hockey and then unlimited changes no 3 uh, to 5 unlimited changes how many ever changes you can make and then for yellow card there is a sin bin like if you get a yellow card the player goes out yeah. and sits in a sin bin for 5 minutes and then comes back into the field and then throw ins are not throw ins it's going to be kick ins and uh from that, that from, is the one rule i'm agree, i'm in agreement with actually that's actually i like it actually i like the yellow card sin bins i i kind of like it so what i'm thinking is it can they can be yellow card and they can be like this orange card uh where like it's it's a, it's a dangerous tackle but it's not a deliberate tackle it's an accident but still a dangerous tackle instead of giving a red card you can give a whatever orange card i'm calling it an orange card put him put that player outside the game for like 5 minutes and then bring him back or something like that kick ins and the last one is any sort of free kicks be it corners or free kicks can be dribbled straight away so these are the yeah. five new set of rules they are trying it's a youth tournament happening in netherlands so fifa are closely watching this 
uh, again we'll have to wait and watch how people accept it it's going to be interesting and see because football rules are they're trying to i mean it's it's a very stupid thing to say they're trying to globalize this game the game is probably the most watched sport around the world but still they lack a lot of viewership in uh, in in majorly in us and mostly in asia so they want to cover these two markets so that's why they are bringing in all these new formats trying to see if they can acquire new and young audience to football so that's so basically time wasting is a bad idea yeah. now in this model yeah you can't time waste you get a yellow card you're basically man down yeah so you can't do those cynical tackles like you can't like when a when yeah. a player is uh, breaking a uh, counter attack you can't just so fernandinho won't survive in this format <laughs> busquets fernandinho will be players. on the bench only yeah <laughs> these players will all be on bench yeah <laughs> yeah it will be interesting to see how pep guardiola reacts to this so we were talking about a lot of football transfers that's going to happen or that are about to happen after the euros and all the copa america got over some of the transfers have already happened some of the transfers are happening and lots of news going around arsenal uh in fact like an hour back i saw they signed a belgian midfielder from andelect uh i forgot his name i'm sorry uh, it's a belgian midfielder under 21 player they just signed him and they also signed one other player called nuno tavares uh, earlier and they are close to signing ben white from brighton and they look like they are in pole position yeah. to sign finally finally hussam awar but again it's still not done there's still a long way to go before uh before it gets done so this is from arsenal arsenal busy in the transfer market is something rare yeah i mean they have to man they really have to i mean look at the competition they have city are gunning yeah. for grealish and kane united have already signed sancho I mean they he still hasn't been presented right this he still hasn't been officially presented no he's not been presented as yet yeah there's some no. uh, yeah. details they are trying to figure out but pretty much that's done uh they are close to signing varan that news is on and off on and off it seems that the personal terms have been agreed uh but it, it, it so varan has just reached landed up in madrid for his pre-season and i think to, today or tomorrow will be the discussion with you know the management and his agent and so as you rightly said the personal terms are the easy part like madrid couldn't afford him afford the salary hike he wanted uh, so we can't compete with that but the good thing is that if he does go he needs to go this year because next year he's a free agent so we might make we stand to make about 58 million is the value right now uh which is funny because as you said ben white is costing arsenal 58 yeah. million and rafael varan four time champions league world winner cup world winner. cup winner euro yeah. winner is 50 million so that's interesting yeah i mean that's how football is right now see united are making all the right moves uh they needed those four players one center half one winger and probably one midfielder i'm not sure whether they're going in for declan rice yet that news still hasn't come out yet but yeah these are the ones that united are going to go for atletico but by the way mm-hmm. uh, see, if you if you didn't watch the pre-season game against derby county uh, they're young they have found themselves a young gem pelestri a yeah. uruguayan who played unbelievably 
and like obviously the moment you play one game really well you're either a messi or a ronaldo <laughs> uh, so the comparisons have started but he's a i think a sight to behold yeah it's a great talent i saw some of the bits of that game on twitter uh it was very good he scored a goal i think he scored the second goal or something it was very nice yeah. very very good finish atletico have already completed rodrigo de paul we have already discussed that i don't think there is a better simeone player than rodrigo de paul he's only going to get better under simeone yeah. uh donoruma as expected completed his move to psg psg have eight goalkeepers on their squad right now eight goalkeepers <laughs> <laughs> but they are planning to sell this guy alfonso ariola some of the premier league clubs are looking at him so they probably yeah ariola last year was at fulham yeah uh, and you know poor poor guy he's done psg real madrid and fulham uh, but yeah i think yeah he has to go i'm i'm pretty sure navas would stay especially with you know donnarumma winning the euros and the player of the tournament has probably sealed his fate because there were in initial murmurs that donnarumma might be loaned out for a year and navas will still remain number 1 but i don't think that's happening anymore uh psg have absolutely killed it again in the transfer market great signings uh they're pretty set for like being one of the clear favorites for the champions league again this year yeah hopefully uh, they do it this year what else yeah and and yeah hopefully uh, they do it yeah other than that nothing much on the on the transfer front again the same old rumors and Another, expected uh, signings yeah. one one interesting swap as usual because barcelona is in the swap game uh, is being that's being discussed is saul nuguez for antoine griezmann for people who are uh, daily wagers like us working class heroes just to give you an idea antoine griezmann earns 800000 euros a week okay <laughs> I did a calculation and I'm not going to give you a number but it approximately will take me 135 years uh to reach the amount he earns in a week based on my current earnings so just to uh give you that idea I thought I'd share it with you but that is a loan that does not make sense at all for Antoine Griezmann it makes a lot of sense for Saul Nuguez who's under 3 million a year uh so it make it's great great signing for barcelona because that's one area they need yeah. but why would griezmann throw away about 40 million a year to move to a club that he you know literally betrayed yeah so i don't see that happening another transfer rumor which has just started yesterday actually this morning was uh, van der beek to barcelona yes i saw that too to join yeah. i mean i don't know what's happening uh, with barcelona they are uh, stocking up their team they're like they stay wo economics mein bolte hai na stockpiling onions <laughs> so that's what they're doing and so yeah that's i think not too much movement is happening real madrid probably are not signing anyone yeah we don't have any money and we are selling a lot of people so that's the football updates so just to give a quick update on barcelona situation they have to cut at least 150 million from their uh, from their wage bill so that's where the reduced contract for messi and uh, they are trying to uh, write off pjanic umtiti uh, and then who else uh, griezmann all these players because they are all on extremely like astronomical wages which barcelona cannot afford and because of that they are not able to sign their new players yes they have technically quote and quote signed uh, aguero Eric Garcia, Depay, even Messi had agreed, but none of them have actually registered yet. 
they still technically quote yeah. unquote aren't bastona players yet because they have to reduce their wage bill before actually signing these players so that saga is still going on and it's expected to go on for another 2 3 weeks so i am not and just to give you guys an idea the messi contract is very similar to the contracts you see in baseball where they spread the money around uh, meaning out over a longer duration of time so currently what this been told i'm not saying anything is official because we you know messi is officially not signed the dotted line so he like bala is still doesn't have a job <laughs> right uh so what he the plan is that ba- he will probably have an exit clause in year 2 to move to the mls and mls alone uh but he basically will get this salary till he turns 39 yeah there are a few baseball players i know yesel puig for example go and google it who gets who's been getting money due to his contract period post him turning 40 as well just because of the conti is retired now commentating but still gets a salary <laughs> so that is something barcelona is probably thinking about for messi but i was seeing this video where messi contributes about 25 to 30% of barcelona's revenue yeah so i know where that the reason that happens yeah so yeah lot of interesting transfers happening this season great so that's it guys that's about it for this week yes we didn't have a lot of uh, football to talk about but we did talk about all the other sports by the time we record our next episode we will have uh, the winner of of this year's nba finals will have the india sri lanka series wrapped up england pakistan series wrapped up few more football transfers wrapped up and maybe one or two games of 100 also been done so we'll probably watch and probably talk more about the new baby the new format of cricket and uh, we'll see how that turns out olympics so, olympics oh, sorry i am very sorry i totally forgot olympics so olympics <laughs> is starting on 23rd july it's happening in tokyo we all know that uh few not few actually uh, there have been a uh, few po- covid positive cases popping up here and there so they're trying to control they're trying to make sure that this tournament goes on without any hiccups so i'm i'm really hoping for olympics to happen because as a kid i always loved watching olympics opening ceremonies so i'll yeah. be watching this one also but it'll be sad with an empty stadium yeah yeah that will be a little sad olympics was a great way for me to learn new countries that's how i i got to know new countries as a kid because we didn't have google when i grew up so yeah. <laughs> great so we'll have a lot more to talk about when we come back next monday ishan mostly yes yes great all right guys hopefully new nba champions and have a great day week guys yeah have a great week and uh, have a great time and, and enjoy your uh, whatever sport you follow great until then <laughs> bye bye from bala bye guys take care thank you everyone for listening if you enjoyed what you heard please make sure you hit the subscribe button and also please like we are literally begging to rate our podcast on whichever app you are listening to it not only helps us but also new listeners to easily find our podcast You can also reach out to us on Twitter at the rate Sports Charcha. A big shout out to the Jam Room Audio for our theme music. You can follow the Jam Room on Facebook at the rate the Jam Room Audio. Bye.